When it comes to women's health, there's an overwhelming amount of information out there and honestly, it can be quite confusing. Diets, fats, trends, which one is right? What if I told you the answers to optimal health can be found in one of the most ancient medical books ever written, the Bible. If you're ready to take the guesswork out of living a healthier life, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Rock Your World Naturally Show. I'm Rakesia McMillan, honorably retired Air Force veteran, certified health coach, and award-winning author. After years of trying to recover my health the world's way, I was still sick, depressed, and had no energy. Finally, I surrendered to God, and He showed me in the Bible how to recover my health, and it rocked my world naturally. My calling is to help women who are struggling and burnout to have more energy and lose weight by using God's prescription for physical, mental, and spiritual health. If you're ready to experience extraordinary health, grab your favorite herbal tea or power smoothie, and let's get ready to rock your world naturally. God bless you, and thank you so much for tuning in to our show on today. And I must say that I'm very excited about what we will be hearing on today. And the guest who is with us on today, and it's none other than Pastor Bill Jenkins, who has been with us a couple of times in years past. And one of the things that God has blessed him with is the gift to be able to provide a prophetic almanac every single year based on the year. And it has been one of the most transformative books that I've ever come across. Um, this is my third year following the prophetic almanac. And so I'm very excited about this year's book um, as we host uh, Pastor Jenkins on today. So Pastor Jenkins, God bless you and welcome to the show on today. Oh, well, it's so great to be with you. I always have a good time with you and just uh, love to be able to share this news to help people to be blessed in their new year. Oh, well, thank you so much. And I know that there's going to be so much in store as we are closing out 2022 and headed into a brand new year. And so for those who are listening that may not be familiar with the prophetic almanac, can you just share a little bit, Pastor, about how this started for you and um, just the ability to write the book on a yearly basis? How did it all begin? Yeah, I've been doing this for over 10 years in book form and uh, in 15 years just in ministry altogether. But I kind of take a back at chapter two, verse two, literally, you know, the Bible says, write the vision, make it clear so they that read it can run with it. And so that's what I've been doing. I believe that without a vision, the people perish. And so I want to give people a vision. And so I learned how to study the Bible maybe in a different way. I didn't create the study of colors and numbers and places and people, but I'm sort of trying to perfect it. And so uh, what I've done is I've, uh, you know, searched the scripture to find a new way to study that's energized my walk in relationship with the Lord to the point that now I can pass that on to other people. I call it the prophetic almanac because many people have heard of the farmer's almanac. Well, this is the spiritual equivalent. So every year, including this year, this is a book that's around 110 pages. I release to you a vision of things that you can expect of God and God expects of you for the coming year. Oh, and I, it is, and again, as I mentioned earlier, Pastor, that it has been one of the most instrumental books that I've come across in my life. It's helped me a lot in, in my walk. And I know that it was the Holy Spirit that led me to your book. And I think I was on Amazon looking at something and it just caught my attention, ordered the book, shared it with another friend. And so we just prayed about it and said, you know, we're going to follow this book out through the year. And literally, God really spoke to us prophetically through the book, um, confirmed many things through the book. And so for anyone out there that is listening, I just want to encourage and challenge you 
to make this a part of your yearly practice to see what God wants to say, what he's speaking into your life personally through the the work um, that God has blessed Pastor Jenkins to provide. Yeah, and I definitely appreciate that. You know, one of the exciting things that started uh, here in 2022 and then 2023 now, uh, Walmart has picked up our books. And so you can even go to walmart.com. You can go to Barnes and Noble. So it's available in every major bookstore. So it's really becoming uh, just a a staple in the marketplace now to where people are looking forward to this book the way they're looking forward to like the Farmer's Almanac. Because really, I'm basing everything in this book upon things in the Bible. I'm not trying to give you some weird calculation or, you know, some kind of, uh, you know, spooky, uh, you know, scientific little equation here. I'm really trying to go to a whole nother level in my walk with the Lord. And in doing that, I'm just bringing you into uh, this uh, time that I have with the Lord to share with you the insight that I find when I study these numbers and colors and names and places and people of the Bible, just to expound our study, to know God more. The Bible tells us that, you know, the Lord loves to hide things for us, but he loves it when we go and search those things out. And Mm -hmm. so when we really put the effort in to pursue the Lord with all of our heart, God has a way of blessing us in a way that we can never dream or imagine. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so key. That's one of my, my favorite scriptures uh, Pastor, that you shared that it is the glory of God to hide, you know, but it yeah. is an honor when we do search the things of God. And so this year it's all about the number 23. And well, mm-hmm. yeah, go ahead. No, all about the number 23. And so I've, I've actually got you know, my copy of my almanac. So I, I usually get it on my Kindle and I also get the hard copy um, just so that I could follow it throughout the year. But can you share a little bit about the 23s in this particular prophetic almanac? Yeah, well, one cool thing that I do is I give you some fun facts like sports and generally speaking, history-wise, uh, you know, for instance, the first Morse code transmission that ever took place uh, was from the Bible passage, Numbers 23, 23, and it was, what hath God wrought? And so it's really just a, a neat little way to uh, understand the number 23, to uh, get to know everything uh not just in the Bible, but in general. For instance, Maine is the 23rd state. Um, You know, the Bible tells us the 23rd, or not the Bible, but the Constitution of America, the 23rd Amendment is the right to participate in presidential elections in the District of Columbia. So all of this stuff is kind of just interesting stuff. In the Bible, the number 23 is only mentioned five times. And Mm. so when we look at it, we really got to uh, study it in such a way to break it down and uh, to really uh, sort of get our finger on exactly what God is wanting to do. I also look at all the scriptures that have 2023, all the books of the Bible that have a chapter 23. But really, we want to, you know, sort of focus in on those five mentions of the number 23. We read about it, Judges 10:2. The Bible says that he, being Tola, judged for 23 years, and then he died. There's nothing. Uh, spectacular about Tola that's mentioned either good or bad. And matter of fact, that's the only mention of Tola mm-hmm. in the entire Bible that he judged for 23 years. There's another word, and I know we may get into this later, but it's called it's the word vicinarian. Now, if you look up the word vicinarian in your Webster's dictionary on the phone, it will not even have it listed. Um, if you mm-hmm. uh, go to Siri on your phone and you say, hey, Siri, Uh, What is a vicinarian? Even she doesn't know what that word vicinarian is. But a vicinarian is anybody between 20 and 29. And I believe that's going to become a common word that we use because I think this is a year when you're going to see those vicinarians, those people between 20 and 29, have maybe the greatest year, maybe the greatest decade Mm -hmm. of their entire life. The Bible said that Jehoaz was 23 years old when he began to reign. So this is a year when I think God is raising up people in their 20s to sort of experience big victories. They're going to rise to the top. You're going to see a a changing of the guard, if you will. 
um, maybe from some older people in position to younger people. So I think that that's an important thing. So we have the authority of Tola, who judged, we have the vice scenario, somebody in their 20s. So look for people in their 20s. So third of all, it's about healing. The number 23 is connected to healing in 1 Chronicles 2.22, in that the Bible says there were 23 cities in the land of Gilead. Well, you know Gilead is famous for a balm that in the Old Testament could be extracted from a tree that provided healing for people uh, back in, uh, in the Old Testament days. And so I believe God is going to release healing in 23. It's also going to be a year of briefness. Now, this is going to be an unusual thing because the Bible says that Jehoaz was 23 years old when he began to reign, but he only reigned three months. So you're starting to see, even in the political world, if you look in uh, Britain, remember the prime minister, she uh, just uh, uh, got elected. She lasted just a few weeks and uh, then she was removed from office. And so I think you're going to see more and more brief periods of time. People uh, are going to have their sort of reigns, um, you know, uh, not last as long. They're not going to maybe be in a position as long as somebody has expected. So I think that we have to, uh, you know, be praying for that, you know, that it doesn't hit us. I think that some of these cases, it's going to be sort of like judgment, you know, where uh, mm -hmm. somebody's reign is going to end prematurely, end prematurely. And it could be uh, because of some kind of scandal. It could be because of death. It could be because of many different things. But think about it. Joe has only reigned for 90 days. He was 23 years old and he was a king. That's not a long reign. That's not a long time to do things. So this is going to be a year when, you know, you may not have as long a period to do something as you would like. So you got to get things done quicker, maybe, mm -hmm. and put more of a demand on God than ever before to sort of push things forward instead of just waiting for things to happen. Maybe we ought to make things happen just a little bit faster. And then last of all, it's a year of blessing. We look in Esther chapter eight, verse nine, it mentions the number 23 there. And the story of Esther is always going to be a story or a lesson to us of how God uses ordinary people to do extraordinary things. And so I think when you read the story of Esther, you're going to find she was a beautiful woman, yet she still had to go through a year of treatments, six months with oils, six months with perfume. Both of those things had to do with uh, the oils had to do with uh, sort of the inside. The perfumes had to do with the outside. So for a year, she had to work on herself to get things healed on the inside and get things ready on the outside to even be presented before the king to have an opportunity for the king to choose or pick her. And so um, I think that when we look at 23 in general, it's going to be a year of authority. It's going to be a year of those who are in their 20, the vicinarians, a year of healing. It's going to be a year of briefness, and it's going to be a year of blessing for those who really uh, are believing the Lord to bring something good in their life and to walk in obedience to the Lord. Oh, those are all just everything that you just mentioned just has so much that's um, within when it comes down even to Esther. I love just the revelation how she had to prepare herself inside and outwardly before she can even come before the king, I think, which speaks so much to our, our spiritual lives that whatever we need to get in line or get in order, that this is the time, the year to be able to make those adjustments, make those assessments so that we can, can draw closer to the Lord. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, we have to draw a circle around ourselves, quit pointing the finger at everybody and blaming them for why things aren't happening in our life or, you know, maybe quit looking back so much in a negative way upon our past and understand, you know, we went through the things we went through for a reason and we need to use that for our advantage. Quit using, quit allowing your past to be used against you and start using your past for your advantage. Mm. Use it for your good. Use it for uh, your future blessing. And I think when we really understand, when we change the dynamics, when we transition from being so, you know, uh, self-conscious to being God-conscious, we're not going to care about those things in our past as much. And we're going to use them not only to elevate us, but to help elevate others to a whole nother level we could never get to if it wasn't for us going through some of those things in our past, overcoming it and rising to the top and allowing God to fix those things in our lives.
Oh, Pastor, you just gave me some major confirmation right now <laughs> because I was literally just having a conversation with someone about that very um, thing that you mentioned that we have to use the pain, the experiences that we go through. There's a purpose for them, as you shared. And to see, you know, God, what is it that you want me to do with this experience? What did I, what was I supposed to learn from it? What did you want me to do while I was in that, whether it was a pressure cooker, whether it was an incubator, that there is an end result that God wants out of that. And so that is just, again, confirmation of the direction we need to head. And here's the thing. There's a purpose for your pain. Don't waste the purpose. Don't waste the purpose when there's a promise for the purpose that he had in the middle of your pain. Here's one of the things I just want to share, because this is going to hit somebody. But everything you go through in life, your past, your present, your future, is all father filtered. Now, when you grasp that little statement, it's father filtered. It has to go through the filter of the father before we ever even experience these things. Even when we bring things upon ourselves, God can always take those things and bring it about for our good. And Mm -hmm. so if it's father filtered, we don't have to worry. We don't have to stress. We don't have to have anxiety. We don't have to be discouraged. We don't have to be ashamed of what we've done or who we were. I may not be all I want to be, all I should be, and all I'm going to be, but thank God I'm not what I used to be. And so mm-hmm. part of our healing process is getting to the point where we accept those things and we use those things from our past, even the bad things, for our advantage. You're really not healed. You know, when you go back and forth in those five stages of grief where you're denying and you're getting discouraged and you're bargaining and you're blaming, you're not really getting healed. You get healed when you accept it. When you accept the fact that everything I went through is father filtered, God is going to use this for my good. I'm not going to just hide under the carpet and just keep things in the closet, but I'm going to come out. I'm going to use these things for my good, for my benefit, and for the benefit of others. And when you do that, that's really when you get to the point of true healing in your life because you're accepting it and you're using it to help other people. Mm. And that ties in so much to how you were saying that the gift of the Spirit this year is healing. So it's not just the physical healing, but it is the inner soul healing, emotional healing that that references as well. Yeah, absolutely. You you said it. It's emotional healing. It's mental healing. It's physical healing. What about marital healing? I believe this can be a year where somebody may be on the brink of a divorce and yet God gets their attention. God gets a hold of them. God humbles them in a way that brings people maybe back together, professional healing, any kind of healing that you need, including financial healing. You know, there's not just one type of healing. There's many types of healing. And so I believe God wants to heal the wounds that have been created in our life to the point where, you know, we are no longer going to be controlled by our past and allow our past to dictate our future. But we're going to use our past for our good in order to benefit ourselves and other people. So healing is a wide variety. We think of healing only as physical sometimes, maybe emotional or mental, but it could be financial, it could be marital, it could be professional. It could be every way in every realm. God is going to bring healing, I believe, in people's lives. As they connect with the Lord, God's releasing healing in 2023. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I really enjoyed that I liked in the book that you shared. And I know every year you usually do a color. And this year you said that the color was canvas. And then I was thinking, I'm like, Lord, canvas. Like, And then when I saw what you wrote, you said a canvas is blank. God is giving us the ability to write and rewrite our story in 2023. And so with that, what was it that the Lord spoke to you about the canvas for 2023, Pastor? Well, that's a great question. And I tell you what, I love that you asked that because I really, on that part, I had a vision. And it was sort of like uh, just a, a blank piece of paper or just a, a, a canvas painting that was in front of me that was absolutely blank. And God said, what do you want? 
Um, you can have what you want in 2023, but you write your own story. And remember that no matter what chapter you're on, the book is not done. So the mm -hmm. Lord really wanted me to just emphasize the people that, you know, you may have had some good chapters and some bad chapters in your book up to this point, but the book isn't done. It's not finished. The end has not been written yet. And so this is a year when you can have a, a blank canvas a clear canvas. You can write your own story. You can change. You can rewrite. You can do what you want to do. And God is going to, as you uh, delight yourself in the Lord, he's going to give you the desires of your heart. And so I really had a vision when I saw that um, of just a blank canvas. And there was a, a, a paintbrush in my hand and I could stand there and God said, what do you want? What are you believing for? You write your own story. You dictate your own future. You put me in the center of everything that you do. And as you write this story, as you paint this picture, I'm going to cause things to begin to come to pass for you and other people who follow my instruction, walk in obedience, and who truly delight themselves in the Lord in 2023. Hmm, that is so powerful. And there are just so many people that are walking through life right now, whether in ministry, whether um, in business or different areas of life where they're allowing other people to write their story, Pastor. Like they're not really, whether it's enjoying life, not walking in the fulfillment that God has for them. and 2023 can be a time to reset all of that. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, quit letting people label you and quit labeling yourself. Quit, you know, being so hard on yourself. It's easy for us to sometimes give other people grace, but it's not always easy to give ourselves grace. And we need to learn how to be gracious, not just with others, but with ourselves. And this is a year when we need to give ourselves a little grace and understand, you know what, uh, things may not have went, we may not have made the best decisions, but God is bigger than our mistakes. I, I want to say that again, because the Lord really emphasized that to me. He's bigger than our mistakes. He's bigger than our failures. He's bigger than the things that we've done wrong. And he's bigger than our bad decisions. If he's not, well, none of us have hope, right? And yeah. so this is a year when I think God can, you know, uh, uh, cause those things that we have done that where we have gotten the way of ourselves or things that others have done to sort of, you know, intentionally uh, create, uh, you know, things that would stop us. This is a year when things are unstoppable. You cannot stop the move of God. You cannot stop what God is doing in somebody's heart and his life when they are pursuing the Lord. And I mentioned in the book big time about how we got to make the Lord our shepherd. So when you make mm -hmm. the Lord your shepherd in 2023, he's going to guide you. It's not going to be the blind leading the blind. So quit letting other people label you. Quit labeling yourself. Quit identifying with things that are not good and learn how to identify with the word of God and learn how to connect with who God says you are and not who you say you are or others say you are. Hmm. And even as you were mentioning that, you know, the Lord being our shepherd and us following him, and I noticed that there is a thread or a theme throughout 2023, where you talk about the Bible story of the year being the parable of the lost sheep, and then also about Psalms 23, which is about the Lord being our shepherd. And so can you talk a little bit about first, Pastor, the, the parable of the lost sheep, and then a little bit about the Lord being our, our shepherd? Yeah, I mean, you know, the good thing about God is that, you know, he goes after us even when we sort of uh, wander off, you know, and he goes after that one, leaves the 99 that are doing good and comes after that one lost sheep. And when you study sheep, like I I have, you, you see that, you know, uh, sheep can sometimes be indecisive, they're timid, they are emotional, they're passive, they're irresponsible, they're wanderers, they're unclean, they're stubborn, they're lazy, uh, they're easily influenced. That's why we need a shepherd, because the Lord tells us 
that we are like sheep. Now, I would rather be like a lion, but he says that we, <laughs> the people of God, are sheep. And so the sheep is the most mentioned animal in the entire Bible. Almost 200 times the word sheep is mentioned uh, in the scripture. So sheep in the Old Testament, they were used for sacrificial animals in Exodus 29, 39. They are also used to represent us. So in uh, Matthew 25, 32, we see we are referred to as sheep. We're referred to as God's children, and we need a shepherd. So in 2023, we've got to yield to the Lord. We've got to do things God's way. We mm -hmm. have to yield to the authority of the Lord and quit trying to do things our way. Quit trying to put a square peg in a round hole, force things into place in your life, and just let things evolve. Let things come to you. Instead of going out there and forcing the issue, know that God is your shepherd. He is going to lead you and guide you into everything that you need that is going to end up being good in your life. And so we've got to put our trust in the Lord in 2023. If God is going to do something, which I believe that he is, then we've got to trust in him. So the Bible says that God is the good shepherd. Jesus is the good shepherd. He loves his sheep enough to lay down his life. He leads us into greener pastures. He directs us to fresher uh, waters. He defends us against our enemies. He anoints us to prevent us from disease and to heal us from the injuries of our past. He, he shares us to keep us clean. Sometimes we need our haircuts, right? We Sometimes we need to have things trimmed in our life. He doesn't always uh, pluck everything out. Sometimes he trims things back. So this is really, a, I think, a fabulous year for us to uh, really learn to be pliable, to be submissive, to be yielded, to let God take the lead. And remember that God doesn't need a co-pilot. He doesn't need a backseat driver. He doesn't need your help. He was fine before you came along. He'll be way fine after we go to heaven and be with him. So we've got to allow God to do the things he wants to do and allow him to do it his way, because that's when we're going to experience the greatest success in our life. When we understand we're the sheep, we're not the smartest animal, but yet when we put our trust in the shepherd, he is going to lead, guide, and direct us, feed us, take care of us, and protect us from everything that our future holds. Mm, that is just so, so powerful. And so I just hear you saying that this is just a year of obedience, Pastor, just following the good shepherd and allowing him to, to lead us because when we're following his leadership, we can't go wrong because we're, we're following the good shepherd. Yeah, absolutely. Think about it. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. So you're not going to lack anything. Uh, when you really take that Psalm, Psalm 23, which is the most famous Psalm there is, right? One of the most famous passages of scripture in the Bible is Psalm 23. And so when you really look at it, you understand uh, when I put my trust in the Lord, I am not going to lack rest. According to verse two, I'm not going to lack peace. Mm. According to the second part of verse two, I'm not going to lack restoration and guidance. According to verse three, I'm not going to lack courage or companionship or comfort. According to verse four, I'm not going to lack power, protection or abundance. According to verse five, and I'm never going to lack God's presence. According to verse six. And so you break down. This is what I do. I break down Psalm 23 in such a way mm -hmm. to help you to understand when you make the Lord your shepherd, because David said he's my shepherd. He might be your shepherd, but yet he's my, he's my personal shepherd. I know him intimately. I know him well. He knows me well. And because of that, I'm not going to lack what I need. You may not need what you need. I may not need. He deals with us on a specific individual level, which is beautiful and wonderful. It's just like I have three boys. I don't treat them all the same. I love them all the same. But when one does bad, they all don't get punished. When one does good, they all don't all get rewarded. And so they may think that, hey, dad loves them more than uh, uh, the other son. But it's not that way. You get what you get based upon your obedience to God, not based upon my love for you, but based upon your obedience to, uh, to the father. And so this is a year when God is saying, hey, 
quit messing around, quit playing games, quit yanking his chain. If you really want something from God, you can have whatever you want from the Lord. Your desires can be fulfilled to the highest level and beyond. He can give you abundantly above whatever you ask or think, but you're going to have to do your part. You're going to have to cooperate with God. You're going to have to pursue him like you've never sought him before. And in doing that, when you please the Lord, which is what we were created to do, by the way, um, when you please the Lord, there's nothing that he's not going to do for you. And so I love Psalm 23 because it tells us we're not going to lack anything when we make the Lord our shepherd. Mm. And Pastor, just everything that you just shared, I want to read a passage about the Lord being our shepherd, even as we're moving into 2023. And this is what you wrote. You said, God loves us and wants to save us, heal us, encourage us, protect us, humble us, enable us, restore us, and deliver us. God wants to be our shepherd. The lines are being drawn and decisions must be made. This is your time to decide between God, yourself, and the devil. A non-decision for God is a decision for the enemy. Is the Lord your shepherd or your hireling? Will you allow him to lead your life totally and completely, or will you just sort of hire him for help when you are in need? The decision is yours, and the time is now. Powerful words to challenge us, to motivate us, to to move forward into that place of just true um, relationship with the Lord. Yeah, you read that so well. I'm going to let you do my next audio book. Uh, <laughs> you, you, you read that in such a way. I was like, wow, that is good. Who wrote that? You know, um, and so uh, that was awesome. And that's the truth. You know, we have shepherds and we have hirelings. Uh, we have them in the pulpit, but we also need to not treat God like a hireling. Um, we can't just go to God and make him some hired hand whenever we need to help or we need to be bailed out of a situation. We need to make him our shepherd. And making him our shepherd means we're serving him in good times and bad. We're not just going to him in times of trouble. We're going to him to have, uh, you know, intimacy and communication and a closer walk and to be able to, you know, hear from the Lord in a, in a whole nother way and a whole nother level. And so that was really important for me. You read it so wonderfully. And to just hear that being read back to me, it struck my spirit because, you know, we can't just go to God because we have a need. We got to build a relationship with the Lord by making him our shepherd and allowing him to lead us in every single one of our paths in 2023. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, there was something else, Pastor, that really caught my attention in the book as well, is when you broke down the 23s, but in there, you also wrote that our DNA, the way that God created us, the DNA we have is divided into 23 pairs of chromosomes. And it's precisely the pair 23 that defines the sex of people. And I think that that is such a powerful truth. I mean, that's scientifically proven, but we know that it's divinely designed that there has been a great, great attacks like on our identity as men, as women, and what has already been proven scientifically. There's a reason why we have 23 pairs of chromosomes. There's a reason why it defines who we are, you know, as men and as women. Yeah. And, you know, I don't make this stuff up. Like when I do the research for the book and I look at different things, um, you know, uh, and I say that little things like uh, NHL hockey is the sport of the year. I don't make up the fact that there's 23 players that's included on the (laughs) roster. They're the only sport where 23 players are included. I didn't make up that there's 23 chromosomes. That's just the way it is. And so we have to understand there's a connection 
People always want to bring science into the equation, right? When it comes to the Lord. Well, now I'm bringing science into the equation. (laughs) And so, you know, it's one of those things where this is a, a book that, you know, I want to give you everything you've ever wanted to know or ever didn't think you wanted to uh, know or didn't even think you should ask about the number 23. And I want to bring it to light and connect it with God's vision for us. And so we're wonderfully and beautifully made. Um, No matter who you are, God created you. He knows every hair on your head. If you're bald, he knows how many hairs are supposed to be on your head. (laughs) And so he has created us. And you know, there's so much money being spent to, you know, get our hair done or to, uh, you know, have a, uh, you know, a, a remake of our face or our nose or our body. And, and, and listen, I, I'm going to leave that up, you know, to people. If you feel like you need to do it, then you do whatever you need to do. But I tell you, for me, I had to come to the point where I had to accept who I was in the Lord. When I was a kid, I felt like my nose was huge and I couldn't wait to get older. To, to get a nose job, you know, because mm-hmm. everybody would make fun of me and they would, uh, uh, you know, say different things and it hurt my feelings. Well, when I got older, I realized my nose was not nearly as big as, as you know, the kids when I was younger made it out to mm-hmm. be. And I learned how to accept who I was. And mm-hmm. so you have to accept who you are. You can't just decide, well, this is who I am. And, you know, I'm, this or I'm that, or I identify with this. You're a man or a woman. You've been created in the image of God. And so it's a beautiful thing when you accept who you are and who God has created you to be. Um, It helps you to not be so confusing on a lot of resumes. Now, you know, you can identify with whoever you want to be. Well, Mm -hmm. you know what? There's only so many choices you can identify with in the word of God. And so when you start making more options for people, there starts being more confusion in our world. And that's what we need to get rid of is this confusion. There's so much confusion. There's so much disagreement and disunity because, you know, people say they're this or people say they're that. Well, listen, who does God say that you are? I can care less about who you say or others say. Uh, I want to know who God says you are. That's how I live my life is based upon the Bible. I tell people in my church, I say this, I say, you don't have a right to believe whatever you want to believe. If you're a child of God, you can't just believe whatever you want to believe. You have to believe what's in the word. The Bible is your guidebook to to give you um, a direct message from the Lord on certain specific things. You don't just go out there and freelance this thing. You don't just go out there and pick and choose. Uh, the Bible tells you that's what your options are and that's what you pick from. And so it's pretty cool to look at these different things, <coughs> excuse me, that are mentioned in the book mm-hmm. because they, you know, they're fun things. They're interesting things. And they just help you to connect with exactly what God expects of us and what we can expect of God in 2023. I believe this can be the best year of our lives. I really do believe that. But it's not just going to happen because, you know, the calendar changes on the 31st and goes into the first. It's going to happen because of what we're doing to pursue God, put him at the center of everything we do and allow him mm-hmm. to lead and guide and direct our lives according to the word of God. If we don't accept that, this might be the most miserable year of your life. But if you can accept that, it might end up being one of the best years of your life. Mm-hmm. And I think it it just goes along the lines of what you were saying, too, is that we've got to recommit to our, our basic commitments, whether that's through praying, reading the word, definitely being in a healthy church body, um, just staying connected to to the will of God. And so it, it does require and take our, our basic commitment refreshing, renewing those things, resetting all over again as we're moving into 2023. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, uh, every new year is an opportunity for us to reset. A few years ago, I wrote a book on resetting your life, and it's still one of my most popular books that's out there. And um, we need to reset our lives and you need to evaluate your own life. Quit letting other people dictate to you what they think your life should be. And you start taking control back of your life by allowing the Lord to lead your life. And when you do that, you're going to be better off. So we have an opportunity to reset, to sort of reorganize, to regroup. 
and to change the direction and the course of our destiny. When we think of it that way, this could be an exciting time for many people because as I'm releasing this vision, I'm seeing people jump on board, get excited. I'm seeing enthusiasm begin uh, to be sparked in people's hearts that I haven't seen in a long time as we're entering the new year and as we're putting the focus in upon ourselves and allowing the Lord to be our shepherd and how God can and will lead us when we allow him. I'm seeing people really uh, have that spark ignited in them again to really reconnect with the Lord on a whole new level so they can have a resetting in their lives. Amen. 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 Wow. Is is there anything else, Pastor, that you would like to share with our listeners regarding the book or anything else on, on your heart today? Well, I, I just, you know, the whole book is just uh, designed to help people to have an overview of exactly what's going to happen in 2023. One of the best things in the book that I love to do is I love to look at the chapter 23s. Uh, there are 66 books in the Bible, but only 20 of them have a chapter 23. And mm. so in each of those books, what I do is I, I break it down for you and I give you a little devotional, if you will, like chapter 23 of Genesis is about the changing of the guard. Sarah passes away, but Abraham goes and buys her a plot of land to be buried in Canaan land. Now, this was Canaan before it became Canaan land, the prosperous land. He had the forethought and the knowledge to go buy a plot of land in a land where he knew that the children of Israel were one day going to go over and walk in that was flowing with milk and honey. So it's an interesting story. It's not just about the focus isn't even upon the death of Sarah. It's upon him buying a plot of land to bury her in in Canaan land. So it's futuristic in that, you know, uh, the foreknowledge that he had to go buy a plot in the promised land after she passed away, even though he was sad and upset, is just extraordinary for us to look at and to see how God was leading him in his life. Exodus 23 is about honesty. Leviticus 23 is about honoring the feast. Numbers 23 is about how the devil cannot bless what God has cursed. If it, or the devil cannot curse what God has blessed. Let me say it like that. But God, if God has blessed you, don't worry about the devil cursing you. You stay in line with the Lord and God is going to help you. Joshua 23 is about being faithful unto the end. 1 Samuel 23 is about having kingdom vision. When you have kingdom vision, God is going to make sure that you have kingdom provision. So mm -hmm. it's a great little way to understand things. I know there's only five mentions of the number 23 in the Bible. So that's why I look at these different chapter 23s and break it down for you. In 2 Samuel 23, we talk about appreciating the past. Don't run from your past. Appreciate your past. 2 Kings 23, pray for the politicians. 1 Chronicles 23, seek to serve. We need to serve and outserve people if we're going to be successful. 2 Chronicles 23 is renewing your commitment to the Lord. So it's a really great way to get you an overview of what the Lord is wanting to do in our lives. Job is about trusting. Psalm is about the good shepherd. Proverbs 23 is about curbing your appetites. Who doesn't need to curb some mm -hmm. fleshly appetites in 2023? Isaiah 23 is about walking in humility. Jeremiah 23 is about how God loves his sheep. Ezekiel 23 is about avoiding sexual sins, and it mentions all of them. Matthew 23 is about rejecting hypocrisy. Luke 23 is about crucifying in our flesh. And then Acts 23 is about the attack against the truth. I believe the truth is going to be attacked, but the truth is always going to come out on top. So honesty is always your best policy. And so I love this part where I, I allow the Old and the New Testament to speak in the chapter 23s, because I think it gives us some deeper insight uh, and it just expands our ability to understand God more as we enter a new year and as we go through it, seeking to be successful with the Lord on our side. Oh, I think it's just absolutely phenomenal. And I can't wait to dive into my books even, even more. And so for those that are listening, I am encouraging you, do not miss out with the prophetic almanac for 2023. 
it will bless your life. It will elevate your faith. It will stir up the prophetic in you in a way that has never been done before. And so, Pastor, where can those individuals that are listening so that they can set their course for 2023, where can they find the prophetic almanac? Well, here's the thing. We're really excited. You you can go to walmart.com. I mean, the biggest retailer in America is now carrying the prophetic almanac. So we're so excited about that. And so all you got to do is go to walmart.com. You can go to Barnes and Noble. You can go to Amazon. You can go to ebook Kindle. It's uh, out on, uh, you know, uh, uh, eBay. So you can get it at eBay. Probably the best place to go to, even those other places are sexier and more exciting is you can go to pastorbilljenkins.org. When you go to pastorbilljenkins.org, you can get all of my books, 17 in total. And by the way, I'll be releasing two more books in 2023. One is uh, about the lies about the truth and the truth about lies. And then the other book that's going to be coming out in the summertime is going to be a book. It's called All About the Signs. So we're going to talk about signs in the Bible and what does the signs mean? Should we be looking for signs? Are signs good or bad? Are they from God or the devil? So it's a great book. Two books will be coming out. So if you go to PastorBillJenkins.org, you can get all of my books. You can listen to all of our programs. We have a radio program that goes around the nation. It goes around the world. We're on several different radio stations. And so if you can't get the program where you're located, you can go to pastorbilljenkins.org and you can listen to these radio programs absolutely free. Plus, one of the best things that we offer is what I call the minute that matters. It's a one minute little video devotional every single day. So I encourage everybody, whether you get the book or not, and I hope you get the book, but go and get the minute that matters. It's a one minute, 60 second little video devotional, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. I'm on them all every single day. Monday through Friday. It's 60 seconds. It's one minute. It's not a big deal, but it might end up being the best minute of your day. So there's 1,440 minutes every day. I'm asking for one minute. That's not a lot. And so go check it all out. Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. If you can't find it on those individual websites, Go to PastorBillJenkins.org. You'll see the little icon. You can hit it. It'll take you right there. And then make sure you're liking these things. Make sure you're spreading the word, getting the news out, getting a copy of a book for somebody or sharing your copy with somebody else. Make sure that you're getting the news out. This book really is, uh, people tell me it's just, it's it's one of a kind. You know, there are not all kinds of books out in the marketplace that are talking prophetically about things to come for the new year. Everybody's got a word for the year, but does it really last for the entire year? Well, this book will help you to stay focused, have direction, and stay on point with exactly what God wants you to have. So you can go to walmart.com, you can go to Barnes & Noble, all those places, but go to pastorbilljenkins.org. It's the blessed place to go to because it's your one-stop shop. You can get everything you need, listen to everything, and get my minute that matters. So it's the best place to go to is pastorbilljenkins.org. Thank you so much, Pastor. And as always, I look forward to this interview every year, and I am just so grateful and so thankful for the gifts um, that God has blessed you with to be a blessing to us. And so, Pastor, would you mind saying a prayer for those as we're moving and headed into 2023 for the for the new year? Oh, absolutely. Lord, as we transition from one year to the next, I just pray for all those who are listening. I pray for this divine appointment. It's not an accident that they've turned in to the program today. And Lord, I pray, God, that they would pursue you like never before so that you can pour out your blessings upon them like never before. And so, Lord, I just thank you today, God, that you're just going to do a new work in their life. You're not just going to refurbish things. You're not just going to fix things up. You're going to make the old new. And so, Lord, I thank you right now in the name of Jesus for allowing us to walk under authority and understand authority and to allow the healing power of God to begin to flow in our life. As you bless us like never before, as we walk in obedience to you and your word, let 2023 be the best year of our life. I bless the people today, Lord. I thank you for 
turning things around. I thank you, Lord, for causing the momentum to shift in their life in the name of Jesus. I prophetically speak in the name of Jesus over their life, call things that are not as though they were, and declare, God, that cursing is not allowed, but blessing is going to be poured out upon them in the name of Jesus in 2023 as they do their part and walk, Lord, in delighting in you in the name of Jesus. We bless these folks in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. Well, God bless you, Pastor. Again, it has been my pleasure to host you on the show today. Well, thank you so much. I always love being with you. I love your enthusiasm, your excitement. You really ask some great questions. And so I love, love, love being with you and appreciate your heart and your desire for more of the Lord. And I believe in God for this to be the best year of your life. So you better get ready, girl, because God is going to open up some doors. He's going to pour out some things and he's going to cause divine connections to come in your path. That's going to cause you to shake your head in amazement <laughs> of what God is going to do in your life in 2023. Oh, I receive that pastor in Jesus name. I receive it. God bless you, pastor and blessings to you, your family, your ministry, and all that you do. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. What an incredible show. Ladies, I pray that as we head into the new year, that you make the 2023 Prophetic Almanac a part of your life. As Pastor Jenkins shared, this year is a time of healing spiritually, emotionally, and physically. I would love to help you reset your health to feel, look, and live better. And I'm offering my free workshop, Seven Ways to Boost Your Immune System and Live a Vibrant Life at my School of Health at RakesiaMcMillanCommunity.com. I pray that you commit to make 2023 your healthiest year yet, because sister, you are worth it. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. I pray that it blessed and challenged you to move towards living the abundant life that God has for you. If so, would you stop right now to share this episode with someone who's been praying to improve their health spiritually, physically, or emotionally? I would love it if you could take 30 seconds to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This is the only way that I know that you're liking the show. Also, it rocks my world to hear from you. Lastly, come on over to my free community, RakesiaMcMillanCommunity.com to grab your free gifts. I have everything you need to know about working with me, taking my courses, or connecting. Also head over to RakesiaMcMillan.com to explore my health products and sign up for free complimentary health coaching. My prayer for you will always be 3rd John 2. Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and live in good health, even as your soul prospers. I'll see you in a few days. God bless.